Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 137 of the Poke Tower Podcast. Today is going to be a different episode. We're going to be talking about the new grading scale at CGC. Some rebranding fails, some successes in rebranding, and we'll take a look also at some of the top graded cards at the biggest grading companies. So a little bit of a shorter episode, uh, unless I go on a crazy rant, but um, we should be talking about some cool stuff today. First things first, we got the box break coming up. That's going to be, uh, we're going to schedule that for mid, mid-July. Mid-July is when we're going to do it. June just kind of flew by. We're supposed to be doing one like this week, but um, that's not going to happen. I had too much stuff going on. So we're going to do the box break July, like mid-July. You guys let me know what you want to open, and then we'll start taking a look at that stuff. Um, and other than that, we'll get into the Battle Royale this week, and then uh, we'll start talking about this new CGC scale here. Here we go. That was stupid loud. Oh my gosh, that was really loud. Okay, TCG Battle Royale. Let's talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon, Dragon Ball, Digimon, their most recent booster releases and how they're doing this week. Here we go. Number one this week, I'm sticking with Dragon Ball Super Wild Resurgence. Not Wild Survivors like Yu-Gi-Oh! Wild Resurgence. Uh, When you got a God Rare that's truly the hardest thing to pull out of any of the sets. Uh, It's going to be a superior set. Um, Not the set as a whole, but again, when we talk about collecting things, a couple years down the road, let's say Dragon Ball survives and there are people still collecting it, there will be collectors who are trying to hunt that thing down because it just doesn't get pulled that much. So supply demand. I mean, that's it is the most basic thing when there's not enough of those cards out there and there are more fans who want to collect it. People are going to go and do what they got to do to go get it. Um so Wild Resurgence is going to stay at number 1. There is a lot of red on the screen today though. You got the case price is at 945. That dropped. Box price has dropped $76. And the top 4 cards in the set are up a little bit this week at 2351 singles. Um you can bet that's going to drop and that the God Rare will probably hold the prices up. But the other secrets should continue to come down. And you got six cards in the set that break the $15 price point. That's what makes it like a weak God Rare set. There are only six cards. That's it. Um, there's like one SPR that breaks 15 bucks, And then you got a God Rare, and you have three secrets. So that's already five cards right there. There's one more card that... It's really worth anything um, for collecting. So, yeah, I mean, not the best number one, but when you look at everything else this week, it kind of makes sense. So, number two this week, going with Digimon Alternative Being. Now, this is a brand new set, just dropped last Friday, but it's not going to crack number one. You look at the case prices, that's $850. Uh, that's about the same as other case prices for Digimon. So, it's like 
new sets not even doing that well. Um, box price 77. Again, you know, we had seen a couple Digimon boxes like above 80 um, when they first dropped. We're not even getting there with alternative being on on like week one. Um, you got the top four cards in the set at $422, and that is being carried by the Omnimon alternate art and the Omnimon Zort defeat alternate art. Those are both like rare inserts. They're not regular pulls. So the regular cards in the set, is, there's really not much to talk about. Um, you want to pull that Omnimon Zort defeat, uh, but, it, you know, those are like, those were the rare box inserts and or alternate arts. You're just not going to get it. You know, it's not gonna be that easy to pull. Um, so yeah, I mean, 422 bucks for the top four, you're talking like, I think the Omnimon Zort is like 200. So more than half the price is, is in one, one card right there. You got 10 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. That is really low for Digimon. Digimon usually has like 15 to 20 cards in the set that break that $15 price point and it makes it like worth it to open a box, right? Because you, I think the secrets are like 30, 40 bucks in this set. Uh, it's kind of, you know, I don't know. I mean, you pull one secret rare, you're at, you know, half the box price. And then if you pull one alt, that's not worth $15 or more. Like you, you got hosed pretty bad on that box. Um, so it's, it's just not the same that we've seen with other Digimon boxes. I'm not sure about the playability or what is going on there, but not, I mean, it's definitely less than what we're used to. And that's why it couldn't be number one on its week one release. Number three this week, going with Pokemon Paldea evolved case prices, red five ninety three. Box prices stayed the same at 106. Top four cards in the set come out to 235. That uh, Magikarp dropped quite a bit. Iono's down as well. Tyranitar's down as well. Uh, they're all down. Uh, and 12 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. That is absolutely pathetic. When, when you know, they have an entire gallery now of secret rares. Um, you know, it's like 30-something cards, 40-something cards that are technically secret rares. And only 12 cards break that $15 price point. Um, your odds are low. And it's just, I mean, beyond that, Magikarp and like Tyranitar, what's in there for for like classic Pokemon collectors? You know what I mean? Um, that, that Magikarp might get a little bit of life, you know, breathed into it here and there, but I don't, I don't see it going anywhere uh, long term. All right. Number four this week. Yu-Gi-Oh! Wild Survivors. When you compare it with these other sets, you know, I don't think it's a bad set. I just think if I found a hobbyist who collects all these things and I said, hey, pick them. If we're in a store right now, which ones are you buying? I think Wild Survivors would be last on their list. Um, now, it is the cheapest box out of the four here. So if you only got 60 bucks and you like all four TCGs, you might be better off, you know, buying a box of wild uh, survivors. However, a lot of these top four cards in this set you can be bought for 50 to 70 bucks. Uh, there's only a couple that are over, you know, 100 something a piece. So there's that too. Um, if you just want to buy one rare card, I, I don't think you're going for Yu-Gi-Oh. I think you'd probably go for Pokemon, Dragon Ball, or, or Digimon. So that's why it follows number four this week. 
Case price is the same. Box price is at $60 and top four cards in the set, $326. That um, Hungry Hamburger, Hungry Burger, uh, the Collector Rare, the one that I've been watching, that one dropped like 10 bucks. So um, I'm just kind of watching from afar. But uh, 18 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. Now that's the most out of all the sets here. The problem is 15 of them are Collector Rares. And you're, you're going to get a Collector Rare, you know, every one and three boxes or something like that. It's not going to be anything crazy. Um, so that's why it gets number four. And there you go, guys. That's the Battle Royale this week. You have Wild Resurgence at number one, Alternative Being, number two, Paldea Evolve, number three, Wild Survivors, number four. Now let's get in to this new CGC, CSG uh, partnership. Um and uh, their new grading scale. You, most of you guys know I'm not a I'm not a CGC I'm not a fan of CGC. Um, but I think cheaper and faster is not always the best. I could give you lots of examples why cheaper and faster is not the best. But you're if you're a CGC fan, you're not going to listen to what I have to say anyway. So, anyways, um, we'll just have to find out, right? Time will tell. But anyways, the news dropped uh, last week. And we're going to be talking about it today. So here we go. Oops. And there's no sample for this, but we I, we could do Pokemon. We'll do Pokemon. Who's there you go. Pokemon? Oh, look, there's a Pokemon there. There we go. We got a Pokemon there. Okay. So the new CGC scale, this is directly from their website. Let's talk about it. CGC and CSG will combine to become the world's second largest grading service. This was on uh, June 20th, last, last Tuesday. CGC cards will instantly be one of the biggest players in the market, providing expert and impartial certification for virtually all cards, including TCGs, sports cards, non-sports cards, under the renowned CGC brand. Now, it is cool. I will tell you, it is very cool that CGC is adding sports to their uh, resume here with, with CSG, basically, you know, absorbing CSG, uh, that will let them hold, you know, a candle to some of these bigger brands. Um, the Certified Collectibles Group, CGC, is playing to win with a major announcement in the card market. Keep in mind, this is written by CGC, so, all right. Um, in July, CCG will combine CGC and CSG. Oh my gosh. All of those brands will be combined into CGC cards, solidifying its position as one of the world's largest and most prominent card grading services. Grading virtually all TCGs, sports cards, non-sports cards, CGC cards will also feature a number of collector-friendly upgrades, including non-member submissions, a Gem Mint 10 grade, and a sleek new label that blends seamlessly with the cards. So here's a look at the new label in their, their signature cases. Uh, there you guys go. Let me see if I can. I can't. Okay, let me scroll up a little bit. There you go. It's a nice black label. I will tell you this. Now, just because I don't like CGC doesn't mean I'm not going to give them credit for this. I think that label is better. I think that label is better. Um, the font is better. The Windows XP, you know, Windows 98, blue, gone. Um That's about it. I like the black. Okay. Uh, 
but let's let's keep going here. Let's let's keep going. So there's the new case. Oh, those are the same cases, but new label. CGC Cards leverages the strength of the renowned certified guarantee company, which has established, which was established in 2000 to become the undisputed leader in pop culture collectibles, grading more than 10 million collectibles. The CCG companies, which have graded more than 75 million collectibles since 1987, also include the world's largest grading services for, services for coins, paper, money, stamps. Okay. The merger of CGC and CSG is the culmination of exhaustive market, market research, including customer and non-customer surveys. That's good. We're going to be talking about that here later. Uh, dozens of focus groups and thoughtful analysis of the card grading business. Remember all of this, okay? The new brand combines the aspects of both CGC and CSG, including world-class expertise, advanced ex technology, the industry's best holder, and strongest guarantees while addressing many of the most requested enhancements from the collecting community. Remember, they apparently have surveyed these things and um, have gotten the feedback from the customers. The market needs strong competition because competition makes us better, and that's good for collectors and dealers. CGC cards will win by providing best-in-class grading services with fast turnaround times, affordable prices, and strong prices realized. Here's a video you guys want to watch. We'll watch the video. I'll, I'll put the video on. Here we go. Two industry heavyweights. The choice for world-class expertise, consistent grading, advanced technology, the best holders, the strongest guarantees. Join forces as one. All your cards, all in one place. Enjoy full access without a paid membership, a simplified submission process, affordable prices, a sleek upgraded label, and a market-friendly Gem Mint 10 grading scale. Driven by collectors and dealers and backed by the certified collectibles group, CGC Cards plays to win because competition makes us better. And we're here to be the best grading service for all your cards. There you guys go. That's a quick video they did on that. Um, again, I think for, for me right now, the only thing that I'm enjoying is their new labels, but that alone is not enough for me to just be like, oh, I'm going to grade with CGC now because it's cheaper and it's faster. That's not why I grade my cards. I do not grade my cards because they're cheaper and faster. Anyways, the best grading service for all your cards. Among the many benefits that collectors will enjoy with CGC cards are no paid membership requirement to submit, a simplified submission process, affordable prices, a market-friendly Gem Mint 10, and an upgraded label. Okay, here's a quick look at some other ones here. This is a joke, right? How is that a Gem Mint 10? Anyways. Okay. Full access without the paid membership. With the official launch of CGC cards, collectors will no longer need to have paid membership. Got it. Uh, all it takes is a free account that can be set up in second. This is very much what PSA does, right? You can submit cards with PSA without a membership. However, if you get a membership, you can also get access to other specials. That's exactly what CGC is doing here. Uh, 25 bucks a year for their uh, additional privileges. Simplified submission process. In the coming months, CGC will have just one online submission form for all TCG sport cards and non-sport cards rated by CGC. In the meantime, there will be a submission form for the individual genres there. 
But CGC Cards is eliminating the $5 handling fee for submissions and submitters are encouraged to send all cards in one box. Okay. So you can send your entire order in one box. You don't got to break them up anymore. Um, but you still need different forms at this time. Importantly, TCGs will continue to be graded by TCG experts under the leadership of Vice President Matt Quinn. Sports cards will continue to be graded by sports card experts under the leadership of Vice President Andy Broom. Non-sports cards will continue to be graded by experts who specialize in those series. All graders who currently work under CGC trading cards and CSG will now work under CGC cards. Okay. Affordable prices. CGC cards and services fees will be announced soon. Collectors and dealers will benefit from simple, transparent, and affordable pricing. Here we go. Here's the new scale. Gem Mint 10 grading scale. It has become clear that the hobby is moving towards a grading scale where a gem mint equates to a 10 on a 10-point grading scale. In fact, 79% of card collectors and dealers equate gem mint to a 10 to a recent survey conducted uh, by a third party on behalf of CCG. So 9.5 is gem mint. They think that's a 10. Uh, gem mint 10, 10. If it says gem mint BGS 9.5, 10. Right, CGC 9.5, 10. Uh, SGC 9.5, 10. That's, that's what they're saying. Our people are correlating the word gem mint with just 10. Uh, CGC cards will use an industry standard 10-point grading scale topped by a gem mint 10. And for the best of the best, a pristine 10. Cards previously graded gem mint 9.5 are exactly equivalent to a gem mint 10 under the upgraded updated grading scale and will soon be reflected in CGC cards. Population report and registry sources under the Gem Mint 10 grade without any action need to be taken by the collectors and dealers. Okay, so the 9.5 is getting grandfathered in, and any, and any subsequent 9.5s will just be 10s. This is, this is where it gets interesting. The perfect 10 grade, which was seldom used, will no longer be assigned. However, it will be supported by all of CGC cards' online tools. Moreover, all cards graded by CGC Trading Cards and CSG will continue to be covered by the CGC guarantee of authenticity and the grade, the strongest guarantee in the industry. Subgrades will also no longer be offered. While subgrades have a small group of loyal fans, over time they have become far less popular with submitters. In recent months, fewer than 5% of submissions included a request for subgrades. Ooh, sorry, this is boring. <laughs> it's boring me. Uh, CGC Cards looks forward to providing collectors and dealers with other more innovative ways to learn how and why their cards receive the grades that they did. So this is an opportunity here. This would be a great opportunity on that little barcode right there. When you scan that, um, a diagnosis of your card is pops up. It, it would populate and you'd be like, oh, this is why I got the grade it did. And you won't, you don't need subgrades for that. You just, they tell you what's wrong with your card. That's very important. I, I hope someone does that, you know, like legitimately. I mean, I do that for the, the small amount of cards that I grade, but, um, you know, bigger brands should be doing that. Uh, there needs to be a paper trail of what happened with these cards. Um, and I think graders need to be held accountable for making the decisions they make now. 
that doesn't put me on the side of people who who complain about every freaking grade they get and they cry about everything. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that is that the second someone cries like a little baby, you refer them to, oh, you know, your card was graded on this date by so-and-so, and he said that there was this on your card. Boom, done. It's over. That would fix so many problems, right? That's what I'm saying. Um, but the subgrades thing, man, it was funny because a lot of people were crying about the subgrades. Oh, my God, no subgrades. But it's like, look at the stats. Fewer than 5% of the submissions were, being, were using subgrades. And here's the, other, here's the other part of this. People were saying, well, you know, it's because the subgrades are too expensive. You're charging too much. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm pretty sure paying for services costs money, right? It's the same thing when someone cuts your grass. When someone cuts your grass outside and you're like, oh my gosh, that's expensive. And then the guy cutting your grass is like, okay, well, let me break it down to you. Fuel costs this much, right? Uh, the trash removal, the blower, all these things you know, the square footage that I have to cover for your house, like it costs money and things have gotten more expensive. And if you need my graders to spoon feed you while your card sucks, I have to charge more money because it's taking up their time and time is money. A lot of consumers, a lot of customers don't realize that they want everything for free. They want everything for cheap. It's just not that way. The demand is too high. When the demand is too high and there's not enough people to meet that demand, you have to raise your prices so that the demand slows down. Yes, you will weed out a lot of people. You'll weed them. That's not worth it. That's bull crap. Why'd they raise the prices? They're getting greedy. No, it's so we can get rid of crybabies like you and provide the service to people who actually believe in the service and people who think that it's worth it, right? It's for both parties. I'm charging you this much. Because it means this much to me, you're going to pay that price because it means that much to you. You have the the we have to meet in the middle somewhere. It's not all about the customer's demands, and that's one of the biggest things you see with people who grade cards. They always think they're right. They're right about everything. Right? You're not a professional grader. You're probably not an economist, right? You don't you don't run a business, you don't manage business. So like your point of view on this is too expensive. It's bullcrap. Is not valid, right? You're just crying. Um, so I think I think CGC did the right thing. I think subgrades are worthless. I don't need to know why my cards graded the way they did. Look at the damn thing. You can figure it out. And if you can't, then you're probably not fit to grade cards. There have been plenty of times where people have asked me to look at their cards. They're like, that looks great, doesn't it? And I'm like, no, there's something going on right here. And they're like, what? You're crazy. I'm like, no, it's right there. You know, and you show them and they're like, oh my gosh, I never saw that. You know, and there's a lot of people like that. There's a ton of people. Everyone thinks they're good at grading cards. I'm telling you, you're not. So this backlash that CGC got for taking away the subs, I don't, I don't think it's wrong. They provided the stats. They're looking. This is important. We're going to talk about this later. They're looking at the numbers and the numbers tell them something, right? So good for them. All right, here's, a, here's another look. This is pretty cool. A little Justin Herbert RPA right there. You got a blue eyes, white dragon. I find that hard to believe that that is a, uh, a 10, whatever. Hey, it, it, these must've been 9.5s that they re, redid. Had to have been, 
Had to have been, but anyways. Sleek upgraded label coupled with the industry's best holder. Every card will be encapsulated with the same holder that collectors have loved about CGC trading cards and CSG. It offers superior display, crystal clear optics, and numerous security features. And few who see it in hand dispute that it's the industry best. Their, their cases are crystal clear. I'll tell you that. I really do like the crystal clear cases. Uh, and they do feel pretty nice in the hand. I'm not going to lie. They're, they're nice. They're rounded. They're not very like sharp and edgy, blocky. Uh, they are nice cases. CGC Cards is introducing a sleek new label that puts a spotlight where it should be on the cards without distracting colors or design elements. That was big. That was a big one. The label provides a detailed description of the card along with its grade, its unique CGC certification number, a QR code to facilitate a quick verification. With the label, CGC Cards is also thrilled to introduce the ultra-special CGC Cards Pristine 10. In CGC Card focus groups, a resounding request among collectors and dealers was for a special label for the highest grade, and CGC Cards is happy to deliver with a Lux Gold label-worthy of the Chase Grade Pristine 10. So you got Gem 10, you got Pristine 10. That's it. And I can tell you right now, basically what what CGC has done has made a hybrid of PSA and BGS, right? So BGS has their black label and uh, PSA has their Gem Mint 10. Um, now, BGS also has their pristine 10, or the, um, I'm sorry, um, what's it called? The other 10. They got another 10. <laughs> they have another 10 that's not the black label. But basically what CGC CGC has done here is that you have your pristine 10 and then you have your gem mint 10. There is not a, there's no, there's not three 10s. There's just two 10s. There's gem mint 10, pristine 10. That's it. No 9.5s either. So they're kind of like a, like I said, a BGS PSA hybrid. Get ready for the new cards. CGC will begin accepting submissions in mid-July. That's about uh, two weeks away. An announcement will be made on the date that the official change takes place. All card submissions received on or after that date will be certified with the new grading cards and label. To have a current submission held, um, you need to call these people. And they'll make every uh, effort to accommodate that request. However, they cannot uh, agree that all these requests are going to be met. Uh, the first show for CGC will be July 26, where they're going to be showcasing their new stuff. Wait, there's more. A special offer for cards previously graded by CGC. This is where they say uh, if you if you want if you have a 9.5 that you want to upgrade to a 10, you can, and you have a small window to do that um, where they'll allow you allow you to do that at a discounted rate, I believe. Um, so for collectors and dealers who like to reholder cards certified by CGC, uh, you can get a reholder fee for just five bucks until September 30th for cards valued under ten thousand. Plus, any cards uh, with a grade of Gem Mint 9.5 will receive the CGC card Gem Mint 10 grade. To qualify for the reholder fee, the submission needs to be completed by September 30th and delivered by October 20th. So you have about 20 days after September 30th to send it in, but you need to make the form before September 30th. <clears throat> All submission forms after October 1st and later will... Uh, will receive the regular reholder rates, which is $10 and $30. All right. So there you guys go. That's a quick look at 
CGC's new grading scales and uh, the services that they're going to be offering. I like that they don't have subgrades anymore. That's cool. Um, because now, now, let me tell you something. Shady ass uh, collectors, uh, people who call themselves collectors, shady ass sellers will no longer have leverage over someone who really wants a card. Oh, it's got subgrades. I'm going to charge you an extra 20 bucks. I don't give a damn about that. I want the card. Okay. Um, so stuff like that, gone. It also means that CGC has to put their money where their mouth is with PSA now. So, you know, like I said, you can't, those cheap tricks that people used to do, oh, it's a 9.5, man. It's the same thing as a 10. You can't do that anymore. You have to get a 10. And if you don't get a 10, you're going to get a 9. Uh, so, like, little things like that should be good for the market overall. Um, I've never liked 9.5. Like I said, it's either a 9 or a 10. That's it. That's how I've always felt about it. The 9.5 is like, like I said, it's like a short dude trying to get every little half inch, you know, to get on the ride at these amusement parks, right? He's like, you need to be five, five foot five. And he's like, I'm five, four and a half. And it's like, no, you need to be five foot five, I'm five, four and three quarters, you know, it's stuff like that. You don't need to add the extra little inch. You are what you are. And that's it. Same thing with your grades. Uh, if you don't agree, appeal it or resubmit or find a new grading company. That's it. It has, it's that easy. You can't force people to change just because you're unhappy with your grades. Um, so, you know, I don't know how I'm, I like the new labels. Um, I like that they're grandfathering in, uh, their 9.5s. I don't know what that's going to do with the market. Um, and I like, you know, um, that, that they're trying, I guess you could say that's what I do like. I do like that they're trying to do something. Uh, the one, the one problem that I have with C, CGC and I've always had with them is their fans, their supporters believe that cheaper and faster is better. And, um, uh, I just don't, that's not in the trading card game. That's not. I don't care about cheaper and faster. I want quality. Uh, that's always what I've been about. So uh, I will admit, you know, their, their holders are quality. I do like their holders. They're easy to crack open, though. The multiple security features, is, they're just as easy as a PSA slab to crack open. So I don't really know how I feel about that. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, the, the reason why I brought this up is because there's other things we can talk about and hopefully kind of get you, you know, thinking about... Um, these things. So here we go. That was the CGC scale. Now we're going to be talking about rebranding fails. This one's going to be cool. So this is, this is something that you would learn. Like if you went to college for business, uh, examples of unsuccessful re, uh, what examples of unsuccessful rebranding teach us. So in a, in a way, CGC is rebranding. Um, and these are things that often happen with businesses, companies that that make or break at this point when they decide to make changes. Um, with these five examples of unsuccessful rebranding, we can learn a lot. Here are the key points as a reminder. Always start by asking, do you really need a rebrand? So CGC has stated that they've had focus groups, they've had surveys. Uh, after all, if something works, why reinvent it? Okay, that's... Ask yourself these questions and then ask yourself why people are complaining. 
Uh, remember, as humans, we inherently dislike change, so avoid the unnecessary ones. Now, this is what's kind of making me think. It's like, I kind of like some of the changes that they made. However, they're loyalist. When you go on their, their Instagram or, or TikTok or whatever, they're all complaining. Those are people that actually, sub I don't submit anything to CDC, so I'm not, just because I like something doesn't mean that they did a good job. Because it, it still hasn't bought my, hasn't bought my, my, uh, you know, my business. But on an, as an outsider looking in, I'm like, okay, it's kind of cool. Number two, don't underestimate the emotional bond built between your customers and your existing brand image. If CGC was known for cheap subgrades, getting rid of that could hurt them. A lot of people, you know, acted very passionately about that. Ask customers about your brand. Explore what, they, explore what they expect and what they like about your brand design. Also check where the boundary of acceptable change is. Now, this would have been interesting because we've, we've, we've seen brands, we've seen grading companies try to implement change or at least hint at impl implementing change, and they got backlash immediately, and they're like, ah, we're just kidding. Never mind. We'll talk about that here in a bit. CGC kind of didn't really hint. They just hit you guys with this. They say, hey, this is going down in July, and this is what you can expect. Um, now, I feel like the change isn't, to me, as on the, but again, I'm not someone grading cards with CGC, so I don't know how this change is going to affect anyone. Um, but to me, the changes were subtle, right? When you look at BGS and they tried to change their label and their logo, people lost it. They're like, dude, this looks terrible. But I feel like CGC's is an upgrade, right? Everybody complained about the blue Windows XP look, the off-centered numbers. Like, there were very few people like, I actually like it personally. No, you didn't. Shut up. They look like crap. But I think that the black label is, is an upgrade. Um, make changes carefully so that your brand identity is not lost. Again, dropping, them, dropping this news very quickly can be a problem. Um, but we won't know until it happens. It should be clear to customers what the company does so the brand identity doesn't, uh, should, always try to stay clear, should always try to clearly indicate what products or services it offers. I think they've made it clear on their scale. I think they've made it easy to understand. Um, now the, the, big, the big task is delivering. And when you deliver, hopefully you will have acquired new customers who can speak good on your behalf and push others towards your brand. Otherwise, you know, just absorbing people doesn't really do anything. You know, there's, look at, uh, look at AT&T, right? AT&T got absorbed. Nobody cares about AT&T anymore. Who, who is AT&T now? It's, um, what, T-Mobile? Did T-Mobile buy them up? Like, I think Sprint and Motorola teamed up. You know, nobody cares about Motorola. We only talk about Sprint. So, like, stuff like that. Um, these changes seem subtle enough, though, for them to be just fine. But let's go ahead and take a look at an example of a rebranding fail. I mean, one that we watched real time. The updated grading scale for Beckett. You guys remember when this happened? There you go. You got the Gem Mint 10. You got the Gem Mint 10. You got the pristine Gem Mint 10. You got the black label pristine, right? This is what I was talking about with like having three different 10s. Uh, this is what they tried to update and people went absolutely nuts. And the reason for that is because there were 9.5s that were going to get downgraded to 9s. 
and then there were some 9.5s that were going to get upgraded to 10s and you know people have tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars invested in 9.5s so that was a really big big issue and i think the lesson that cgc learned is we won't downgrade any 9.5s we'll only upgrade that'll make everyone happy so you know people like to brag that their cards are 10s even if they're not it's like look it says look look at the label it says 10 right as long as that box is checked customers are happy so what CGC did is, okay, we won't do the whole subgrades thing because that would contradict ourselves. That's exactly what BGS did. If your subgrades have three 9.5s, you go to a 10. If your subgrades have two 9.5s, you go down to a nine. And it was like, just this, it was terrible, right? CGC, they did the better thing. They said, we'll get rid of subgrades. If you have a 9.5, it goes to a 10. Boom. So I, I really think they, they, they put Beckett's mistakes under a microscope and said, what do we not do? And they took a checklist and they're like, Hey, if we don't do this and we don't do this and we don't do this, we should be fine. And I think, I think, I think their change is about as good as it's going to get to keep complainers happy and then keep loyalists happy. So I think they, they kind of met in the middle. That's what I think. Let's look at some rebranding successes. Now, I know a lot of you don't do the video game collecting. Some of you are trying to do video game collecting. But for a while, you know, VGA and WADA were the two grading companies that you would go with. And WADA really never took it to the top. Now, they're considered the top because Collector's Universe, you know, they bought them. So they're like, a, you know, an extended arm of PSA and collectors and stuff. Um, but the biggest complaint they ever had was their cases their cases look like little trash cans right so wada is a great example where you know bgs this was a rebranding fail wada was a rebranding success where they made a new case that was sleek they listened to the customers the text is more easily and readily available the grade is giant there's less confusion there's less mumbo jumbo on the label. It's very simplified, easy to read. Uh, and they pretty much hit a home run. And now, you know, a lot of people say, Hey, this is my favorite case out of, you know, WADA, VGA and CGC. The only knock with WADA is that, you know, people wish they would have put the grade on the side of the, um, the case. But other than that, you know, they've kind of risen to the top by, Really, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but like around COVID, they were getting in trouble. People were saying that they were making up like fake grades and shilling prices and um, basically to try and get WADA on the map by fabricating these massive sales. Um, They were in big trouble and, you know, they were messing up people's orders. It was really slow, but they got acquired. Um, They got acquired by Collector's Universe and they have slowly turn themselves back into like a professional service that people, you know, use. And uh, this was a, this is a great example of a rebranding success. So this is what you want to see with CGC. This is what you want to see them do. Okay, that is it for the news on CGC, rebranding, all that good stuff. Now we're going to talk about some grading trends. Since we're already talking about the grading companies, we're going to talk about some grading trends just to kind of keep our... Uh, eyes open to what's going on. So this is a, 
gemrate.com. This is I, I look at this, you know, every here and there. It's not something I watch too often because I just do, I'm going to do what I got to do regardless. But it's cool to look at this stuff and get a a full picture of what's going on. So this is grading trends overall. This was uh, this is updated today. Okay, so March 20 or June. 20, wow, March. Give me a break. Okay, June 27th. Items graded last week. PSA graded 189,000 items last week. Uh, it's a 20% drop from the previous week. SGC graded uh, 24,000 items. And that's a 5% drop from last week. Beckett graded 20,000 items. And that's an 8% increase from last week. And uh, CGC, CSG, and CCG, those guys are on a pop report maintenance. So they're they're rebuilding their whole system. Um <laughs> It's crazy that SGC is still getting more business than, than Beckett. That is like nuts. And nobody ever talks about SGC. They're just slow doing their thing in the quiet. It's crazy. Let's look at the grading trends. And look at, first of all, this is also crazy that PSA is 10 times, doing 10 times as many grades as SGC. Just about 10 times. About nine times. Um, Beckett, same thing, about nine times. That's nuts. Wow. PSA grading trends. They graded 8,000 cards yesterday. They uh, have a trailing seven-day grade of 198,000. They got 30. Uh, their 30-day 30 grade, 30 grade is at 856. And uh, they're on current pace for 10.4 million cards graded this, or items graded this year. Here's a quick look at the... Um, Cards, look at you had a April it was a huge spike. Oh my gosh, that's absolutely nuts! Wow, 110,000 items graded on uh, April 14th for PSA. That is insane. Uh, here's a quick look at the category trends. So these would be what is, what, are, what exactly are people grading? Uh, you got 66,000 cards or TCG. The rest are pretty much all going to be sports. So you have baseball, football, basketball, hockey, non-sport, soccer, boxing, wrestling, MMA, really small, and then miscellaneous stuff down here. So sports is pretty much like 60 to 70% of the market. And then you have TCG, which is about 30 to 40% there. Category trends. There you go. This is just the same. This is the same look, not on the pie chart here. Trending players and subjects. I think this is pretty cool, and this is something you could probably use if you know, if you're into grading your cards and selling them. Um, trending players and subjects over the last week. You got Charizard, Pikachu, Michael Jordan, Shohei Otani, Mew, Julio Rodriguez, Wander Franco, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Matt, Patrick Mahomes, Kenny Pickett. Wow, really? LeBron James, Umbreon. See, see, this would be something I'd be looking at. Kenny Pickett. That's probably something if you're a speculative buyer. That I mean, he's the one that kind of sticks out like a sore thumb here. The rest are kind of no-brainers. Justin Fields. That's another one. That's another speculative play there. Um, Rayquaza, Blastoise, Paolo Banchero, Lugia, Aaron Judge, Marnie. Really? Uh, that kind of makes sense. Adley Rutschman. These are all th these are all players and 
characters we've talked about in the past, guys. Uh, no, no, no surprises there. They also have trending sets. We're not going to go over that. That's just too many. Um, but uh, this is gemrate.com. If you basically want to get a feeling of what the market pulse is like, you just come here and look, and uh, you get all that information there. Now, let's talk about the top graded cards in the hobby right now. This is going to be for PSA. This is a top 100 all-time graded at PSA. This was, this was actually kind of crazy. So you got Ken Griffey, uh, upper deck and tops traded. He's a star rookie and then a base card. Then in third place, you have Pokemon Charizard V. Now, the Charizard V that we're talking about here, the top card that's been graded, is the Charizard V promo that comes from Champions Path ETBs. The Black Star promo. There are 66,000 PSA 10s. That is absolutely nuts. Uh, I mean, it is blowing everyone out the water. So here, what we'll do... Let's let's go to eBay. Let's actually look at that. Um, PSA ten, Charizard Black Star promo, Champions Path. Let's see what we got. And they're still selling for like forty bucks. That's crazy. Here, hold on. Uh, let's see. Yeah, look at that. Forty bucks. Forty. Thirty five. Thirty five. Oh, it's forty. Forty two. So there's a lot of, and this is what I was kind of, we had talked about this before, guys. I always use the example like uh, Luka Doncic or um, John Morant before he got in trouble. But there were cards that had 20,000, 30,000 PSA 10 population. People still pay 100, 200, 300 bucks for them. And I was, I've said this before. You know, when people say, you know, Pokemon, the population's too high, people aren't going to want to pay for that stuff. But it's like, look, it's been three years since Champion's Path has been out. And this Charizard is still selling for 40 bucks and a 10. That's crazy. It's a, it should be worthless. There are 70,000 PSA 10s out there. 66,000 to be exact. There are 66,000 PSA 10s. It's still a $40 bill. That's absolutely nuts. And this is... We talked about this way or in the early days of this podcast, you know, that I think the populations. Now, there are people, there are people out there that, that might grade 300 copies of this one person, right? I get that. But the truth is, is that I think it's to scale. So for every 10,000 Charizards, we're probably adding like another 2,000 collectors. You know what I mean? So. At some point, I think the, the supply will be too much for the demand and the price will have to go down. But right now, I mean, this thing's been selling for 40 bucks for a while. Um, and I, this, is, this is a great example of like TCGs kind of breaking the rules of the whole population thing. Like, oh, there's a thousand of these in a PSA 10. Nobody wants that. There's 66,000 of this Charizard and they keep going for 40 bucks. Your gem mint rate is 50%, so you flip a coin, you might get one. Um, it's just absolutely nuts to look at. Okay. You got Ken Griffey, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, Michael Jordan. Then you got the Charizard base set hollow down here. There are 48,000 PSA 9s. That is absolutely nuts. Derek Jeter, Ken Griffey, Zion, John Morant. So lots of sports here for PSA. Okay. 
but Charizard did crack, you know, the top 10 here, which is really cool. And that's, I, I told you guys a few months back, right? Like stack your Charizards, stack your Charizards. I know it's boring. It's much cooler to be right on speculative, speculative plays and be like, oh man, this card's going to blow up and then be right about it. Like I told you this card's going to blow up, but sometimes the easy answer is Charizard. I know it's boring, but it makes a lot of sense. Okay, now let's take a look at the top 100 cards for Beckett. Here we go. Let me refresh that. Boom. This is for PSA. I want Beckett. Give me Beckett. If it'll let me. There it goes. So this is for Beckett. You got Ken Griffey at number one again. That's I would have never thought that Ken Griffey was the number one graded card at PSA and BGS. That is crazy. You never hear... I mean, people collect Ken Griffey Jr. cards, but like you never hear that stuff being talked about, that this is the number one card for both PSA and Beckett. Like, everyone's grading it. Crazy. So something to look into, right? Tiger Woods. I thought that was interesting. That's the number two card there. All time. Barry Bonds. Jeter. McGuire, Zion Williamson. Wow. I mean, you look at these names here who have actually accomplished something in sports, and then you look at Zion who's done nothing. That's pure speculation. So, like, he's like the outlier there. You got Michael Jordan, Jeter, A-Rod, Randy Johnson, Joe Montana. So, no Pokemon here at all. You got to go down quite a ways. Charizard V from Sword and Shield. Uh, So, that's like in the top 20. Beckett there you guys go that's a quick look at the top graded cards at PSA and Beckett I just thought it was something interesting to look at and um, crazy I mean I think it's a good tool for you guys to use to just, just get a holistic view of what's going on some people get they get so wrapped up in like the little things take a look at the big picture and and how you can grow as a collector and find interest in other things and um yeah, I think that's a, that's a great way of doing it. And I also think it's a good good way to kind of cap off the whole CGC changing their stuff. Like, remember, PSA is still massive. Beckett is still massive. SGC is still massive, right? Um, try not to live in your own world if something's the best and, and take a look at the numbers and you can see, like, all these guys are absolutely killing it. Okay, that sums up the news for the grading companies this week now we're going to go into Gengar's grabs the last segment of the day I still went into an hour oh my gosh this still took me an hour to do here we go Gengar's grabs this week this is all about you guys this is the cards and collectibles that you bought this week you shared it in our discord and uh, here we go number five going by emotes whoever got the most emotes ended up on the grabs tab here we go number five is Conroe you got the PSA 9 Stingmon and the 8 SGC 8.5 Pokeball uh, from the Ultra Premium Collection. It's a gold card. Those were actually uh, from my collection, and I sent it over to him. Uh, he won a giveaway uh, recently for being one of the top commenters on the YouTube channel. He's always commenting, and I really appreciate that. So I figured, you know, when I do a giveaway, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay back the people that you know support this channel. So we gave him the Stingmon and the uh, Pokeball there. And the cool thing was, Conroe said that he had a, a Stingmon toy as a kid. So he was like, I'm keeping this. This is mine. 
was like, that's dope, man. I'm, I'm glad it worked out that way. I had no idea that that's what he, he had a Stingmon toy growing up, but it just worked out that way. So that was really cool. Also, Conroe, go look at the pops. I bet you it's like under pop five. It's probably, I would say pop one, pop two, maybe. And if it's, if it's pop two or pop three, it's because I graded them, but check the pops. Um, it's pretty darn low. All right. Number two this week. Actually, number four, number four, number four. Going with Big Tony. Big Tony's got these Scarlet Violet Pikachu uh, promos. I think he said he was going to grade them and send them to CGC to get perfect 10s. Uh, you, got, you got about like 10 days to do that before you're not able to get a perfect 10. And even then, they may not give you perfect 10 because I, I guess they're getting rid of that grade. So I'm not sure how that's going to work out for you. Um, but you got one, two. He looks like he has an English one hiding back there too. So four or five copies. He was saying the perfect tens got get like three price, three times the price of PSA. So get them out soon. Number three this week, Fluky. Fluky got the Starlight Rare. Um, he hadn't opened in a while, and he said he said like. That was like his first opening in a long time, and he pulls a Starlight Rare. And this guy's name is hard to say. I'm not even going to try to say it. Um, but that's dope. You don't, we don't see Starlights. I can't remember the last time I seen a Starlight pulled being uh, in the Discord. I've pulled, um, I've pulled one Starlight. Yeah, one Starlight Rare. And that was two years ago. That's how long it's been before I pulled a Starlight, so... That's it. That is a crazy hit, guys. You don't realize that's like stupid hard to get. All right, number two this week. Too old to mod is at number two. He got this smorgasbord of TCGs. He's got some Yu-Gi-Oh 25th anniversary packs, which is the Legacy Packs, Invasion of Chaos, Spell Ruler, Metal Raiders. Those are really cool. Um, he got some One Piece. He got some Hunter Hunter. Um, he also I think he had um Attack on Titan too. And people were like bugging him in the Discord. They're like, post your hits, post your hits. And like, they asked him like four or five times, like, post your hits. Uh, but this was cool. Um, also had the most emotes too. So Chase getting, uh, getting diverse with his TCGs there. All right. Number one this week goes to Matt from Pallet Town. He got a Mewtwo Prism. Uh, this is 1998 uh, PSA 9 Mewtwo Prism uh, Cardass Vending Series 4. Looks like the armored Mewtwo there. That's a dope looking card. Um, and uh, really cool. I mean, Matt's like the only person who's doing like th that style of stuff. So uh, really cool to see it um, being shared in the Discord. Awesome. There you guys go. That is the top five for Gengar's grabs this week. Congrats to you guys. Thanks for sharing your stuff. And that sums up episode 137 of the Poke Tower podcast. Give me your ideas for the box break that's going to go down July 15th. Let me know what you guys want to do, and then we'll get that party started. Um, and that's it. Please like, share, subscribe, leave a comment. Join the Discord because it's free. Those links are always in the bottom of this description. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.